Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Latola, and I'd like to welcome you to this clinical update. Today I want to introduce you to a new appliance or a new update of an appliance. This is the Silent Night SL or SlideLink and it's the updated version of our very popular snoring and sleep apnea appliance. In fact, the Silent Night is so popular that we've made over 172,000 Silent Nights since we first introduced the appliance in 1997, and that's at, at least two for every dentist in America, and that's pretty impressive. Now, if you'd like to get more involved with this rapidly growing field of treating snoring and sleep apnea in your practice, I'm gonna suggest that you take a few classes, and there's a few organizations out there that can give you a good head start towards feeling more confident when you treat these types of patients. For example, the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. You can find them at aadsm.org. 1-800-SNORING uh, now has a mini residency and you can find them at 1-800-SNORING.COM and you can also look up Sleep Group Solutions at SleepGroupSolutions.COM as well and I really feel that you're going to be more confident and feel like you're providing a better service for your patients if you get some education before you start heading down this rewarding field. Let's go ahead and take a closer look at the new Silent Night SL appliance. This is the design of the traditional Silent Night. If you had not, have not had an opportunity to uh, prescribe one uh, for a patient yet, it's a mandibular repositioning device. And as you can see, it goes from a mesial position on the maxilla to a more distal position uh, on the mandible. And so the shorter this strap is, the more anteriorization we get of the mandible, which opens the airway space um, in the back. Now. It's a pretty comfortable appliance to wear. You can see the patient has some ability to move side to side, although the stiffness of the connectors does limit that somewhat. They're able to open and close a little bit, so it's a less claustrophobic feeling. So it's always been a very comfortable appliance for the patient, but one of the downsides was the connectors and the straps. And when there was a time for a change to be made, for example, if you delivered this to a patient and they were still snoring and you wanted to go to a shorter strap, for some more anteriorization. They had to bring the appliance back to you and you actually had to take a Bard Parker knife and cut the tip off on both sides of the strap. So you'd have to cut this off and then cut off this side with a Bard Parker knife and then you would take the strap off. Then you had to assemble the little parts that were inside of the appliance, put a new shorter strap on and then use a special pair of pliers to clip it back down again. Now once you had done this, you know, three or four times, it usually became second nature and it was pretty easy, but you needed to have the pliers, and it took a little hand-eye coordination to be able to do it, and it could be a little bit frustrating, and so that was part of the drive to come up with the new Silent Night uh, SL, the slide link connectors that are on the new appliance. So when you look at the new appliance, the design is essentially the same. We have an upper and lower appliance connected uh, together by a strap that's gonna bring the mandible forward. But you can tell when you look at the strap versus the old one, there's some big differences. You can see it's not the solid looking strap like we have on the other one. And so it gives us some increased flexibility, which actually leads to increased comfort for the patient. They can definitely get more lateral movement than they could before, and it's an easier movement. They're not fighting the straps as much as they move side to side. Because of advances uh, in the technology for the plastics, these new straps are actually 300% stronger than the previous straps. So even though this one looks to be you know, big and thick and strapping, like uh, there was no chance that this would break, this whole assembly could in fact break because of the pressure put on it. And the new SL, these slide link connectors, 
are again about three times as strong as the old ones, so that's an improvement as well. But maybe the biggest deal to us as dentists is the fact that the patient can now change these themselves because the old system required a barred Parker knife and some special pliers. Uh, it always had to be done in the dental office, but now these are easily done by the patient themselves at home. You can see how simply this comes off. It locks in on the upper one and it slides on the lower one. And one of the benefits of that is that it actually gives the patient a little more movement that they've had before in a couple different areas. So you have to actually physically take it off with your fingers uh, to unhook it, but it stays rigidly connected uh, to the slide link connector on the upper and then it'll move uh, on the mandible as you see back and forth like that. So it's very easy, easy for the patient to actually change this at home and you can give them uh, the connectors and they're able to take these home so and take it off and replace it. So we actually send the patient home with a package like this one and you can see we've got some measurements here. It starts with a 25 millimeter connector and then 24, 23, 22, 21. When you give this to the patient, the 25 millimeter connector will already be off of here. This is the default one that gets used on the appliance when it's shipped from the laboratory. So when you receive the case, it will look like this with the 25 millimeter ones gone. They'll already be on the appliance. And so if the patient continues to experience symptoms and they're snoring and it's been you know, a week or so, you can have them move up to the next one to the 24 millimeter ones. And really the only thing you need to pay attention to, you can see when I hold it over the card, how the 24 millimeter connector overlays where it's printed on the card so it's easy to see, but there is a two and a four printed on the connectors themselves. If we're one, one were to come off and wasn't attached anymore, you can still uh, tell which one it is. You can see also that we have an A column and a B column here as well. And the A column uh, is for the upper, and so that attaches, that's the one that's gonna click on and not move, and the B is the one that attaches to the mandible and has some slide to it. So you can explain this to the patient. Um, it's shown to them on the back as well, so if you use this uh, as a guide as you show this to them and then demonstrate it once for them, the patient can now remove these connectors at home if they need some increased anteriorization and take care of it themselves at home. Uh, it's a nice thing for them because it saves them a trip to the office and it, and it saves you having to fit the patient into your schedule and be able to do it as well. So these are some of the great improvements on the Silent Night SL. Still a good uh, and, uh, MRD appliance like the old one, but it's got a lot new flexibility, stronger connectors, and the ability for the patient to change it at home. So let's say we've got the 25 millimeter straps on and the patient is still experiencing snoring. What we would have them do is simply remove the strap. The lower one slides right off. The upper one needs to be pushed a little bit and, and shoved off just a little bit, as you can see. And leaving the other one on just to help keep these two together, the patient takes off one of the 24 millimeter straps. If you twist it, they come off pretty cleanly, but on the back on the instructions, it'll show if there's a little nib there, you can go in and, and break it off with just a little sharp pen knife or something like that. And then the A and the B sides are different. The A side is the one that's rounded because that's the one that actually locks on to the upper appliance. So you push it on like that and then pull it down to link it into place. And they're gonna slide the lower one in just like that. Then on the other side, do the same thing. Patient takes off both of these. Takes off the 24 millimeter, the one millimeter shorter strap. 
which is going to bring the jaw forward more and might be just the right amount of anteriorization to stop the patient snoring and click those two on. And it's literally that simple for them to do uh, at home. Very easy for them to do, no knives, no special pliers or anything else involved and saves them a trip, an hour of driving over to your office and having you do it that quickly. Uh, very easy to do, very simple to do and a big advantage for dentists and patient alike. One other device that'll help make your uh, silent night treatment be more effective is this uh, new protrusion gauge. You know, historically in the laboratory, we would just kind of uh, guess at the amount of protrusion to provide for your patient initially when the appliance left the office. But with the use of this protrusive gauge, we can get a, a much more accurate and a much more effective starting point for how far anterior the mandible needs to be. You'll notice on this protrusive gauge, there's a top part that slides back and forth with the little lower notch down here. So basically this is how we're going to measure the protrusion in the patient's mouth. So I'm going to use a model here just to show you. When the patient bites into this, teeth number eight and nine are going to go into this gauge on the top. You can see this little notch right here. And the patient's going to bite into that notch. And so that's going to remain uh, in place as they do that, as, they, as we do the protrusion. And then with their lower jaw, they're going to bite into the notch on the lower. And if you can see the two notches right now, we've got the upper notch here and the lower notch is slightly retrusive to that. So the first thing we want to measure is the patient's normal bite. So we have the patient open and close a couple times on their own, then we put the gauge in their mouth, we put eight and nine into the notch on the top and we tell them just to close in their regular bite. Sometimes they have to move a little but most of the time they close right into this lower notch. And wherever their bite happens to be, if they bite a little farther anterior, we can slide it forward so they bite into it and we find wherever they're comfortable. Then we're going to take a little magic marker and just make a mark on here to show where that area is. So for example, we will mark the patient's normal bite being right there. And then we'll have the patient with 24 and 25 in the lower notch, we'll have them protrude as far as possible and they'll put their jaw out as far as they comfortably can and we'll tell them to hold it there for just a second and while they're at that position we'll mark again where that is. So we have two marks here. This is the patient's normal bite, just biting together and this is maximum protrusion. And really what we want to do is we want to go for 50%. We want to go right in the middle. We don't want to over anteriorize the mandible. We don't want to go any farther forward than we have to but we'd like it to be effective and the 50% mark is a great place to start. So you'll see I slide this gauge back so it's halfway between those two marks and then we'll put this into the patient's mouth again and we'll line up eight and nine in the upper notch and then we'll have the patient bite, move their jaw slightly forward until they're 24 and 25 or in the lower notch and then with their teeth together we're going to inject some bite registration material around the two forks in the back. And you'll see me do this in just a second on the patient. And it's going to end up looking like this. And this is really all you need is some indentations of both the teeth from the upper and lower jaw. So we're going to be able to take this and seat the model into it. And then the lower as well. And then mount the cast with this. And this is going to give us our starting anterior position. And again, if the patient wears this for a period of time, say a week or so, and is still reporting uh, snoring, 
Then we're going to have them go to the next shortest length of the SL connectors and switch those up on the appliance. And again, that can be done at home. So let's go ahead and take a look now and uh, follow this through on an actual patient. So here's my assistant getting ready to take uh, impressions for the appliance. And this is the Co-Adjusta tray. And uh, we love this tray because it always fits. It may not fit the first time you try it in, but it's uh, adjustable. So for example, you can see my assistant was about to try to shove that large tray into his mouth. She's going to switch it to a size medium, click it into place and try it in again and verify that's the right size. So you're never trying in trays and not fitting and getting other ones and having to sterilize them because they were in the mouth. The trays always work. They're not stable enough for crown and bridge impressions, but they are stable enough for using an alginate replacement material uh, like we're using here. My assistant's smearing a little on the occlusal surface just out of habit, trying to get the most accurate impression that we can. So I like the alginate replacements, um, especially if you're sending stuff to our laboratory, you know, because of the fact that you do send stuff via the mail, via FedEx to us. If you're sending us an alginate from uh, Pennsylvania, by the time it gets to California and has been in the 120 degree uh, back of a FedEx truck, the chances of the alginate distorting are actually pretty high. So we get a lot more dimensional stability with the alginate replacement material and it can be poured multiple times. That's all we're looking for. These appliances don't go down quite that far. They're really just going to engage the buccal and lingual surfaces of the teeth uh, to about a millimeter above the gingiva. They do not extend onto the soft tissue. So we just don't want any major air inclusions on those portions of the teeth. So she's putting in the lower appliance now, clearing the patient's lip, having him raise his tongue to make sure that's not caught underneath there. And about 60 seconds later, you can see we've got a nice... Uh, impression there as well and uh, it basically those are just cheaper polyvinyl impression uh, material so the next thing we want to do is use the protrusion gauge and here we're going to use it to see where the patient's bite is in CR so we have the patient practice biting down in their normal bite a couple times and then we put the protrusion gauge in and have the patient bite down in their normal bite and teeth number eight and nine are in a little groove on the top and 24 and 25 are on a groove on the bottom so I take the Sharpie and I just put a mark right there which represents uh, the patient's normal bite. Then I have him slide his jaw forward. You can see the mandible coming forward as far as he can go and then I have him hold it there. And again with the Sharpie I mark his maximum protrusive range where he's out all the way that he can possibly go. And then what we're going to do is set the gauge right in the middle of those two marks between his normal bite and maximum protrusion. And that's where the laboratory is going to assemble this appliance to put him right there. We want to give this patient room to do some more mandible anteriorization if necessary, if he's still snoring at this initial position. But we go halfway because we don't want to overstress the TM joints right off the bat. We don't want to go any farther anterior than we need to to stop the snoring. So patient bites down into this halfway position, into those two notches with the protrusive uh, uh, guide in place and then we're going to squirt bite registration onto the forks and in between the posterior teeth and have the patient turn and again just expressing some bite registration material some polyvinyl bite registration onto the forks of the protrusion gauge and uh, around the teeth a little will go onto the occlusal surface as well and 60 seconds later you can see that we've got a nice uh, uh, a nice protrusive gate here at the halfway point 
And you can see we've got the buccal surfaces clearly represented on the teeth and some of the occlusal surfaces as well. So uh, again, as we saw, the lab's going to take the upper and lower model, put them into this bite, and that's going to be the initial position for the appliance. It's been about two weeks, and it's time to go ahead and deliver the appliance to the patient. The first thing we do, we do a lot of talking in the beginning, just explaining to them. Again, remember the Silent Night SL is an appliance that for the most part, the patient's going to adjust at home. So we want to make sure they have an understanding of how it's going to bring the lower jaw forward, how that's going to open the airway, how the straps work, how to put it in, how to take it out, and all those kinds of things. This can all be done by your assistant, even though I happen to be doing it here on film. I'm always going to put it in myself the very first time just to verify that it does, uh, in fact, fit and see if there's anything funny about it. Kind of like with a partial, just want to make sure that we put it in for the first time. Usually they'd have a mirror holding it up, but uh, we're filming it so we don't have a mirror. And you can see I just have him move back and forth and just kind of showing him the freedom that he's got even when the appliance is in so he doesn't feel too locked in or too claustrophobic by having this appliance in their mouth. So just want him to see they have some freedom. I will have them take it out at this point so they get used to uh, seeing what it feels like. This is probably gonna be the hardest time for them taking it out. You can see it takes a little bit of work for him to snap it off uh, the lower there, but he'll get used to it. And then again, I'll hold the mirror for them and have him put it into place while he watches so he can see. And we just want to make sure that when they leave the office, they have a good understanding of how to put it in, how to take it out. I'm sure they'll figure it out at home as well. And then we spend a little time talking about how to change those straps. If after whatever period of time you pick, let's say, you know, uh, five nights, they're still snoring so he can go with a little more anteriorization. So patients' questions get answered. We deliver the appliance and then we wait to hear back from them as to how effective the appliance is at this current setting of anteriorization. I hope you've enjoyed getting a look at the new Silent Night SL. You could actually call it the Silent Night 2.0, I suppose, because it's there's so many advantages, it's just going to replace the regular Silent Night, which will no longer be available. There'd be no reason to actually do the old Silent Night with all the clinical and patient advantages of the Silent Night SL. On behalf of everybody here at the laboratory, I'd like to thank you for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry.